motion of your body be the key Cause we be the motherfucking G-Funk family Now I'll play the G in this deadly game Snoop Dogg is the name, dog pounds the game If it ain't one thing, it's a motherfucking other Word to my granny and my daddy and my mother Whether standing on the corner or bouncing in a six deuce When I was locked up, I couldn't wait to get loose Cause back in the days, on the side where it's at A nigga had to have a fat stack and I was a fool Don't make me have to grab my strap and go rat tat 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 nigga Slap to a motherfucker face he fall Can't none of y'all niggas see the doggy dog Cause I'm one rude boy coming with the wickedness So shut the fuck up and listen while I'm kicking it Alright Hello. Hello. Yeah, you sound fine. Okay, good. I can see you. You look pensive. I'm writing down some things. I was just watching a um, a little IMDb video about who else was considered for the role of Ian Malcolm originally back in with the original Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah, like Ted Danson and Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Dude, the Goot. <laughs> the that would have like, completely rewrote his uh, whole like arc. Yeah, like it would have been an entirely different, you know, movie. Like, well, not like, entirely because it would have been dinosaurs, but you know, like Jeff Goldblum would have gone on and like you know had a career still, but the Goot would still have a have a career. He would have never done Dancing with the Stars. He would have gone on to do all kinds of other work. Like, I don't understand why he fell off. He was huge in the eighties. He was, but like everybody else was a better actor. Yeah, but he was like a really good Goot. He was the Goot. He was a good Goot. You know, you know who apparently got really close to being Ian Malcolm? Who's that? Uh, Jim Carrey. What? Yeah, well, I, they guess, all, I guess you can see that. He had a really good audition, you know, but like, I guess, you know, uh, what's his face? Jeff Goldblum was closer to who they were really looking for. Jeff Goldblum. Oh, that was another question. What, what, was, the, what was the question, though? Ah, oh, damn it. No, I was at Trivia last night, and I didn't write anything down, which usually I, like, take pictures of the screen if they ask, put the questions on the screen. But, right. um, so like, cause Jane is out of town. So I like write down the questions I ask her. And I just remembered one of the answers was Jeff Goldblum. But now I can't remember what the question was. Shit. I have to think about this. I was playing with a bunch of lesbians. It was cool. Hey, hey. um, I am drinking this time. Hey! I, I'm in the shop and it's hot as fucking fuck. I've got the AC running, but it's still sweating my nuts off. So I got a big frosty bottle of Chardonnay. That sound of the doors opening and closing. That was Carol coming in to get a glass. But, uh, yeah. That's awesome. awesome. You froze. Turn off your I'm video. I'm about to, but I want you to just mention my Darkwing Duck t-shirt first. Yes, James wearing Darkwing Duck. It's fucking awesome. It's a turquoise Darkwing Duck, and the logo looks like the old Batman comic thing, comic book logo. I'm sorry, James. I'm too hot to care. <laughs> I gotta get some of this in me, and then I'll 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 be good. I'm sorry. It took me a second to start up. Um, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode I did with Carol, but um, we talked about going to see Dita Von Teese, and Carol turns out that Dita Von Teese has an underwear line that's very oh. nice. And Carol got Carol got some, and she was wearing it today. So she was like, "Oh wait, come here, I want to show you something." And she like totally like pulled her shirt up and showed me her boobies. Woo! And it's like badass underwear. And I was like, "That is the greatest underwear ever." Buy more. 
She's like, I am. It's great. So that's what took a minute. That's why I was a little late getting going. Understandable. Understandable. Yeah, I got this big ice cold bottle of Chardonnay. I'm going to guzzle because I'm I am sweating my dick off. 104 degrees. That sounds that sounds serious. Yeah, I got the AC running, but it, it always takes a little while. And I mean, God damn this state to hell. It already, <laughs> it already is. It's just humid and shitty. It's so fucking hot. It is. And it's the hottest year on record. Great. Again? Uh, I haven't had that confirmed, but I will fucking bet dollars to donuts that it'll be the hottest year on record. <laughs> because yeah. every fucking year is the hottest year on record. Because that's how it's been working. Great. 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 Moving to Maine. Because mm. it's north. It is north. North, Miss Tessbacher. Or Canada. Since they legalized recreational marijuana across the country. Oh, they did. They just did that. And they're way up north. So they're like always nice. Nice. Like, you know, they can complain. Say, oh, it's summer. It's so hot. I've been that far north in the summertime. It is nice. Shut up. It can be. No, there's no way they get to this. This is awful. No, 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 no. It doesn't get like this, no. Because it gets it gets hot, but it's never as humid. Like, it's never as humid. Even if they're like, oh, it's 98 degrees. You know, it's like a 67% humidity. Oh, 67% humidity. Excuse me while I boil a fucking egg. Whatever. Shit. Aren't we supposed to say something by now? Oh, shit. Oh, hey, James. Hey, Nick. Hey, James. Hey. Nick. Welcome to Dork. Welcome to Dork. I'm Nick Moore. And I'm Nick Moore. You're listening to Dork, episode 186. Uh, it's fucking hot in the murder shop. Just because, you know, I got home and I flipped on the AC, but it really needs to go for like an hour before it's bearable in here during the summer. And I had it, I had the chance to let it run for about 15 minutes, okay. which is not enough. For the next 40 minutes or so, you're just going to be like boiling. Yeah. You're going to be stewing in your own juices. Yeah, but I got... Um, Chardonnay. 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 Chardonnay, because it was cold. And so that's... I'm going to chug that. Chug, chug, chug. Yeah, which ironically would just make me hotter. Yeah. Alcohol. It would not satisfy your thirst. It would only increase it. Yeah, I don't care. He's trying to take our Drisky. Oh, well, that's his own fucking fault. God damn it, Will Wheaton. You don't drink hard alcohol in the desert. <laughs> like I can't believe you, you recognize that reference more so to know the scene than I knew. Like all I remember is that particular line. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, you're 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 you outdorked me there. Blam. Um Yeah, I got for the PSVR, I picked up uh, the uh, Star Trek um, Bridge Crew, which is it's a VR game where you're on the bridge of the Enterprise. Okay. And you're like in command um, as you like travel the universe and fight other ships and shit. It looks fucking great. But the reason I got it was because they just recently dropped a... Uh, next generation DLC 
so you can be on the bridge with Picard and all them, like, hanging out. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I recently downloaded, the, without a doubt, the coolest game I've played so far in VR. Like, Skyrim's amazing. Hmm. But, but I downloaded one. It's a VR pinball game. Oh, wow. Which sounds like, what's the point? Dude, it, it's like you're standing at a pinball table, like dead on. Like it, it, like other games, I'm like, you know, there'll be moments where I, I forget that I got a headset on. This, I was completely immersed within three minutes. I was like, you use the, the bumpers, the sounds right, the the feedback is right. It's it's that kind of shit that is why I love VR. Like the big, you know, oh, we're gonna have these first person shooters, and you know, you'll be like in the Oasis. That's not near as cool as the little things that really creative minds have come up with, and be like, look, no. You're playing pinball, and it's dead on. I spent hours on it. <laughs> if they could download some of the great tables, like uh, like, the, uh, like the Adams family, yeah, yeah. <laughs> marvelous. There's an I'm article on there's an article on something not that long ago, like less than a year ago, about like why people still love the Adams family pinball game. And it was perfect. just like. It was fucking perfect. I loved that game. We we had it in um, when I was in college. We had it in the um, the game lounge or whatever. You know, it was. Yeah, they had one in the Union at LSU. Um, they had one at the Mister Gaddy's on Essen. Oh yeah. Um, and like I I easily put hundreds of dollars into that. Yeah. Like it was just, it was just really good. It's a really good game. Um. God damn it! I pulled out my phone. I wanted to ask you about something. Oh, now I now I remember. Uh, da, da, da. So, if you want to contact James and I about anything, really, any whatever, if you want to serious bullshit about something, or you want to bring something to our attention, and we're always down for dorks like saying, "Hey, here's something," you know, like, "Come on, feed the beast." Uh, we want to know. Cool. Um. You can email us at dorkpodcast at gmail.com. It's D-O-R-Q-U-E podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we got a letter this week from Mr. Richard Lewis. <laughs> uh, okay. Who uh, is catching up. He was kind enough, as a, any good devoted listener should, he was kind enough to uh, see his car couldn't play Bluetooth. Okay. I guess. So he went and he bought a new car that has Apple Play. Oh, so uh, you can listen. So that's, to what, that's what you got to do. Yeah, exactly. That's Time I to expect, upgrade. That's what I told him. I said we expect nothing less of our listeners. <laughs> um, and he sent a uh, a photo of his balls. <laughs> uh, he he added the the note last fondled by James at my sister's wedding. Yes, yes, I I was at his sister's wedding in September of twenty fourteen. Mm. Yeah, he he put those. Uh, those sparkly white mofos up. So it's a picture. So you have access to it. You, I suggest you check it out. It's uh, yeah. It's let me nice. let me get right on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's that. Uh, this week I've been listening to um a lot Your of cases. '90s, a lot of '90s rap. Oh. Uh. Like I, I wasn't real big in rap in the '90s. Like it wasn't 
wasn't my my thing. I was ACDC, Led Zeppelin, that kind of thing. Uh, but like any suburban kid in the '90s, it you know it was in my wheelhouse. Uh, but I was listening to I've been listening to last podcast on the left, and they did a three parter on uh, Tupac and Biggie, and like all the East Coast West Coast shit that led up to it. And they were talking about it. So I was like, all right, let's you know let's do a little retrospective and, and look at it. Dude, doggy style is so fucking listenable. Yeah, it's like classic rock. At this point, because I mean, it came out in '93, so it, I would I would classify it as like classic rock. But like, I was I was wandering around doing ship runs, just like I had a slow, like head bob and walk up and down the aisles, like nothing would bother <laughs> me. It's so smooth. But yeah. Oh pump, yeah, pump. that's that's my new jam. I'm gonna make that my uh, my ringtone, and just scare oh. the shit out of people. Just like out of nowhere, pump, pump. That's my. Oh, sorry, it's my wife. <laughs> my bad. That will work. Hmm. Have you? Speaking of listening to things, um. Did you pick up the collection of uh, Harry Dresden short stories? I did. I haven't listened to it yet uh, because I've been listening to that other podcast, doing like some catch up. And you kind of, with I've been catching up on last podcast on the left, and I'm like, you know, they have like 300 episodes, so I've got a lot of like ground to cover, and they do a lot of episodes that trail into the next episode and the next. So I haven't gotten on to listening to it. The other problem is that. Audible just dropped a collection of Laird Barron short stories uh, that were like Audible only, and uh, I, was, so I picked that up. And I was uh, so, of course, I immediately started listening to that. Um, it's mainly because I don't want to hop into this untouched collection of Dresden Files uh, until I, and you know, like last possible minute, because I don't yeah. know when the next book's coming out, and I've got this like little cache of it's like that last chocolate, you know? Yeah, I don't want to touch yet. But also, I know once I listen to it, I'm going to start over on the book series again, and I'll just run through those uh, in like a two week period. Because that happens every time. Every time I like dare to listen to one, I, I um, on Carol and I's uh, road trip, we took to Houston. We listened to the first one. We finally got, I got to let her finish that. She's totally in. She loves James Marsters. Yeah. I'm sure it has nothing to do with, you know, how much she wants him to be in her pants. Yeah. Well, she's like, you know, he's he's great as Spike, but when you see him just being him, he's just a total nerd, which, <laughs> I mean, it's like Mark Hamill. Like, of course, that's, that's who he is. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and all that witchy shit is totally in her wheelhouse. She loves that stuff. I don't remember. Okay, trying to get her to like get to like the fourth or fifth book because I'm like, okay, yes, Karen sucks ass. Like for the first few books, Karen's just a pain in the ass, but she gets better. Oh, Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I forget that Murphy's first name is Karen because I always think of her as Murphy. Yeah, Murphy. It's like Murphy gets better. Murphy gets better. He, He fixes some stuff. Like he doesn't make her just like awful all the time. Yeah. Did you ever watch the TV show? I did not. Yeah. It's totally, I mean, it's good, but it's not like it 
that bears only like a passing resemblance to the to the. Uh, I don't you know. understand that. It's like Lucifer, the show on Fox. Have you watched that? No. Oh, I've seen like a few like bits it, of it. It got canceled, but Netflix picked it up. Like they cast it perfect. It was a dude who was he was on uh, Miranda. Um, I can't. God damn, I can't remember the actor's name. But they cast it perfect. Like if you can't get Sting, this guy's perfect. <laughs> and um, he's, he, or was it David Bowie? Who did he? Who did Neil Gaiman uh, model Lucifer after in the comics? Um, Sting was Con John Constantine. Right. So I think it was David Bowie. Lucifer is Bowie. Yeah. But like the guy they got is great. Um, but they're like, let's make it into a cop procedural. With That's Sting. Like, why? You've got... Neil Gaiman wrote all this shit about Lucifer, like volumes and volumes and volumes. It just... Use it, for fuck's sake! Why do you have to fuck it up? We watch because it's on. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, like you just like come on, man, just fucking. It's there. The source material is there, and it's brilliant. Just use it. You don't have to make this bullshit. You know, it's like when when Jackie Chan first came over and they did what was it, cop story, with him. Like he's a kung fu master, and they're like, let's make him into a, a cop. Like a cop movie with this Chinese star, and so Tom he didn't Ellis. get. Well, and he didn't get. Yes, Tom Ellis. He he's fantastic. He's really good. Uh, the chick that plays Maze is really good. The chick that uh, plays the um, psychotherapist is fantastic. Wait, the chick that plays Maze isn't she the one that's going to be the bad guy in the new Ant Ant Man and the Lost movie? She might be. I didn't. Maze I never made the connection. Maze Mazakine is her character's name. Yeah. What's the internet? Why are you not just telling me? But oh, um, I think someone on mobile device because it's an idiot. But yeah, like, ugh. yeah. You know, they like change things because they're like, oh, you know, and sometimes I understand, okay, because it's a different medium, right? When you're going from comic book to TV, you're going from a novel to a movie, and like, you just can't tell the stories in the exact same way. But there's a lot. They don't trust the audience to make the good decision because they're like, oh, this is what audiences, this is what we want to give them because this is what audiences have always liked, whatever. But like, if you have an audience for this book that likes a certain tone or like certain events happening to characters or, you know, a certain viewpoint, fuck you know, that. You have to like fuck trust the, like, the thing that the uh, people that like the book like, the people that like the TV show will like in that same way. But they don't. They're like, oh, if you're like TV, you like TV because of this. You like move, you know, this, you know, you like. Movies because of this. Fuck the audience. Do what you want to do, and people will yeah. love you for it. Like Westworld was done right. They're just like, you know what? Fuck it. If they don't get it, they don't get it. For the second season, there was a bunch of hackers that like, you know, got it early and were like going to start releasing spoilers. And so the showrunners like, no, go ahead and release all the spoilers. Tell everybody what's going to happen in the second season. People that want to see it will see it, and they'll watch the show anyway. And people that don't will avoid it. And that's exactly what happened. Didn't didn't touch their ratings at all. Fucking uh, preacher is another preacher is fantastic. They took preacher from the book and they made it into a really good show and they didn't really fuck with it all that much. They twisted some things, like tulips different, but I fucking love Ruth Nega. Uh, I got such a weird fucking bad girl boner for her. <laughs> um, they changed Jesse up a little bit, like he doesn't use the voice as much and he doesn't have that stupid mullet. 
but like I, it works. They they did it. They kept the vibe of the the comic. It's still dark. It's still filthy. Like they didn't fuck it up. They could. They should have done it with Lucifer. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't know. I I'll be bitter fanboy bitch. You know about the stuff I love because that's what being a nerd's all about. But right. There's just some things that are just like you. You made it harder on yourself for no reason. Like ah! By the way, I was wrong about the um, Leslie Ann Brandt being in Ant Man and the Wasp. It's going to be Hannah John Kamen. So what, what, she was in Westworld, though, right? No, no, that's the chick that played uh, fuck Valkyrie. Yeah, Tessa. It's just it's just two T's. I can't remember what her fucking name is. Yeah, and she's fantastic in Westworld too. Okay, so here's my Westworld experience now. What? So on. Sunday, uh, a friend of mine and I were like walking around and shoot, you know, we were like looking for a place to like hang out and have a couple of drinks. And we walked into this bar on Britannia Street here. It's actually the Britannia bar. And the fucking bar was silent. It wasn't empty, but it was silent. There was a row of people at the bar and like a couple of people, you know, you know, in at the bar bar. And then like within the building of the bar, there was a couple of people and like everyone was had their eyes glued. Because, you know, unbeknownst to me, it was the Westworld season finale. And everyone was just, like, fucking, you know, just glued to it and focused on it. Dude, I go in that bar every Sunday. <laughs> they would have my goddamn business. That's fantastic. Yeah. I actually, I, like, whispered my drink orders. I was like, can I get a Guinness and a gin and tonic? The guy's like, okay. <laughs> Keep the card. Right. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, so, like, I... I saw bits and pieces of the season finale, even though I've only seen like part of the season or the series premiere. So no, man, I, it didn't, I, liked, I really doubt it's going to ruin anything for you. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that's what even like some of the people that were watching it at the end, they were like, I don't even know what the fuck just happened. Um, but you know, we'll see. I mean, there's like some things in life, like if um, if like Luke Cage was spoiled for me or the next fucking Avengers movie, I would be more upset. But like, I I don't, I'm not totally invested in this, so like having a different viewing experience where I know where I know pieces of what's going to come along. No, um, dude, there are like, there are, I can think of that. maybe four or five episodes of Westworld that if you saw it out of sequence might ruin something for you. But every single episode, it like reveals something and then reveals something else where you're just like, what the fuck? And, and that, <laughs> that's where it ends. So like it, yeah, that's one. I think you could hop in onto an episode. Like if you plan on watching the whole series, most of it, I think you'd watch an episode completely out of context and just be like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, and nothing would be spoiled for you, even if you went back and started watching it and remembered what you'd watched that one time. You're fine. You're fine, dude. Yeah. Watch it. It's a great show. Yeah, I need to. It's just, that's the thing, like, when you're, when you're, you know, in a partnership and your partner says, she says, like, I, I want to watch this with you, you know, then you're like, okay, I'll have to. I can't watch it until I watch it with her. So that's, that's the story with everything Jane and I have ever watched. I've always waited and watched it with her. I've never created a separate profile on Netflix, watched it, and then erased the profile. That has never happened. James, I question the health of your relationship with Jane. Like, you know, Carol <laughs> Carol and I uh, <laughs> have a relationship where she doesn't like good television. 
<laughs> and so she'll she'll say like well watch this and let me like daredevil i fucking love daredevil and i was like i'd love to watch this with you uh so she's like well watch the first couple episodes and let me know i was like i think you can handle it and she could not at all yeah i think yeah. it was second episode where duke gets his arm broken in the ball return at the bowling alley. oh fuck yeah no yeah. oh. she's yeah. like i'm i'm done i can't do this uh but it's it's a shame. Like I wish she could get over it because the violence just yeah I don't know. Yeah, it's not a, it's thing. not a guy thing. Like I wish she could say it's just, it's a dude thing. It's not. I mean, she watches true crime shit. We just watched Manhunter or Mindhunter. I'm sorry on Netflix the, fir- the whole oh, first yeah. season. And there's like crime scene photos and the discussion of brutality and like that all this real stuff. She loves true crime. She loves. You know, reading about murder and like watching, watching the um, like all the all the true crime shows, where there's like real crime scene photos of like a body with the head cut off. But Daredevil is too much. I, 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 she's hung on for Westworld because there's some brutal shit in that. Yeah, but, hmm. Such as marriage. Marriage. Yeah. Marriage is what brings us together today. So Anyhow. I was I was doing a ship run today. Yeah. Because that's that's what I do. Uh well I'm waiting for a real job. Um and I've got I got another prospect that popped up today. But I'm waiting on this other one that is like slowly toiling through the bureaucracy of the corporation that is that runs our lady like whatever but i was doing a ship run today and i delivered to a honest to god bdsm collared sub really this chick answered the door like i wouldn't go as far to i wouldn't call her like a goth she had like her fingernails were painted black she of uh, first she was a mom because her two daughters that were each like uh, i'd say 11 or 12 answered the door first and, um, you know, I gave him each a bag of groceries. And then when I came back with this big old thing of bottled waters, the mom answered. Um, she's in uh, good shape, um, black dress, black fingernails, pink hair, full on stainless steel hoop collar with a lock that would come off as like kind of brutal jewelry unless you knew what it was. And I fucking knew what it was. And I, I had to like my mother from going, oh my God, you're a sub. Like, <laughs> like she was full on sub, like full on lifestyle. I was like, oh, yeah, uh, 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 you have a, but uh, all right. That was interesting. I bet. Like I've read, you know, books by people that are really into it. Like, all the way, which Carol and I are not. Just to clarify, like we're into some light bondage, but like living a lifestyle where Carol runs around in a collar all day and like tells me, yeah, you know, looks to me to see how many strawberries she can eat and bullshit like that. Nah, no, thank you. We keep it, you know, like I have a Star Wars tattoo, but I don't run around telling everybody I'm a Jedi. Like there's a line. This is fun time, and uh, and fun time stops here and. Because we have to go to dinner for fuck's sake, right? And you also are in, in in an administrative position where you deal with people all day, and 
explaining a giant steel hoop around your neck would be a bit much. She and she's you didn't get the uh, feeling maybe she was a housewife. That that was the uh, that was what I got. Uh, well, I mean, a lot maybe, of like like do you think she like ever leaves the house. I mean, she is ordering groceries through a service. Yeah, but I mean, I mean she's I, got kids. She got to take them to the park or whatnot. I, I delivered a lot of, but but it doesn't work like that. Like it's not like she, you know, like I don't know. I know there's degrees, and I know that there's like you know, like yeah, that, like she wasn't submissive to me, right? Like no. I'm I'm not her master, like, but she was uh, like she didn't make eye contact, hmm. you know. But it, it seemed like, and it's you know it's different. It's like. I don't know if if you've never read up on it, it can seem a little weird. But like for some people, that's that's what they want. That's that's their healthy relationship. So I mean, whatever whatever works for you. Like, do you ever like smack Jane on the ass? Like, I mean, she's into. I mean, I spend you know every once in a while. I don't like, like take her. I don't like put her over my knee and like you know give her a spanking but you know in the throes of passion i've swatted her on the backside a time or two yeah like i read up a lot on bds like i've read tons and tons of books on it because a while back one of our friends uh was talking to carol and she's like oh yeah you know my friend you know blank uh she and her boyfriend are like in a serious dom sub relationship where like he told her how to do everything. Like he put out her clothes for her every day. Uh, he told her what to eat. He told her like how much exercise to get, like everything, like he dictated everything. And that that's what she wanted. She absolutely wanted somebody to like take control of her, her life. And like it was, it moved beyond the bedroom. Right. Yeah. But in, you know, in the bedroom they did, you know, like bondage and whips and spanking and chains and all that shit. Um, and like Carol was telling me about this, and she's like, "What do you think about that? Is that weird?" I was like, "I mean, whatever, whatever works for." Her. I mean, as long as it's like her choice and it's part of something that she, you know, wants to do, and that helps her, you know, unwind at the end of the day or feel more balanced in her life or can, you know, under control. Fine. Like it's it's like anything, you know. I, I apply the same philosophy to drugs. Like handle your high if that's your thing, and it helps you get through the day, and you know you. Or a rounded human being because of it, great. As long as it's not, it's it's your choice, and you're not suffering ill effects from it. Handle your high, you know. Handle your kink, whatever it is. As long as it's, you know, free will is involved, and um, you're not impinging on anybody else's free will. Do it, great. And Carol's like, you know, I might want to, I'm going to try that. Like she was testing the waters. And since then, we've like, you know, we've grown like enough to know that uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is bullshit. <laughs> I like, wouldn't know because I never like have read or seen uh, the movie. Uh, I, I I listened to the audiobooks because, like, I was like Carol told me that, and I was like, well, I need to learn up on this shit. And I listened to that the first book, and I was like, this is goddamn terrible. Uh, and I discovered more books that were actually written Not. by people that knew what they were talking about. Um, and the people that are like, no, Fifty Shades of Grey is, is fucking bullshit. Like, there's a point where um, he's doing something that makes her uncomfortable, and she doesn't use the safe word because she doesn't want to seem 
like she's being a bad sub, which is immediately wrong. Like that's not right at all. Like you should, your your the sub is allowed to stop at any time. You know, like yeah. And if that's not there, then it's that's not healthy at all. You know, and it can get dangerous. You have to be able to like call it off at any point. But like that completely changed our dynamic. Like as far as you know, when you're together for 15 years, you got to add a little spice. And for some people, that's like we're going to Vegas. And for some people, it's like I am now going to uh, put on the blindfold and begin spanking you. The safe word is pineapple. <laughs> and I. I don't like pineapple is such a fun word. Pineapple. Yeah, it's just something that you don't use in everyday conversation. Um, but if you've ever wondered about it, by all means, uh, take a swing. There are some really nice uh, bondage shops in New Orleans, by the way, James. It's really you good. Don't say. It's really good right down the street from the dungeon. How surprising. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very oh, yeah, talented yeah. craftsman. In, a, in the Crescent City. Um, well, let's get to what we really need to be talking about, which is last week's BattleBots. <laughs> oh, we haven't talked about Bronco fighting since that happened. Oh, uh, That was uh, episode six. The re most recent was episode seven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think the... Uh, was that okay? Was episode six? Was that that wasn't Tombstone? That was the week no, before. That was the week five. before. Yeah, because we talked we talked about Tombstone and uh, Giga Gigabyte Gigabyte. Yeah, Gigabyte. Yeah. No, last week it was Bronco versus Son of Oyachi. Was that last week? That wasn't Bronco. Son of Oyachi took on. Uh, who did they take on? It was another flipper. Yeah, but like Lucky, maybe. Was it Lucky? I think it was Lucky. The one that like he like it's not like a um, uh, hydraulic flipper. It was a um, or it wasn't like the flipping mechanism was not as shocking or direct as Broncos because Broncos like Phoop! and like it's more of a straight action and Lucky is more of a like a shoving a forward shoving. If if I could use gestures on an audio podcast, I would be doing it right now. I mean, I'm doing it, but you can't see me. Um, but yeah, I think it was Lucky because like. It it would it would back in because it's like it was, there was more it was armor. Lucky versus you know. Son of Oyachi, yeah, yeah. And you want to talk about getting fucking lucky? It did. Did you and I watch the same show? Episode seven. Episode seven. Son of Oyachi. Yeah. Lucky flipped Son of Oyachi. No, Son of Oyachi got flipped by a pre in a previous episode. When was that? That was uh... first one. Um, oh, versus Brutus. Yeah. Uh, episode five. Yeah. Episode seven, Sunwachi tore the shit out of it. Yeah, it like tore the shit out of the back of it and then tore the shit out of the front of it and just and then it just stopped. Yeah. Son of Boyachi used to be like the height of what a battle bot could be. It used to like tear through shit. It did, and it's still a bad motherfucker, but like I don't I mean seeing it just flipped over on its top, you're yeah, just it like, looked, oh pitiful. that's a bad design, isn't it? That's right, because my friend Kelly, like I show, I was like, you know, I have it because she likes to watch me watch BattleBots, and because like I get so excited about it, 
Because I, I was like looking through some like posts I made on Facebook where it's like if I'm like watching The Flash, I'm like, you know, I will say things like, Barry, you shouldn't have done that. That's a stupid idea. Oh, you know, and or if I'm watching Game of Thrones, well, I didn't expect that. Or, oh, I did expect that. But if I'm watching BattleBots, I'm like, holy fucking shit, can you believe this shit? Oh, my God. I get more animated. That's the point. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, Son of Wachi. Yeah, it looked pitiful. And, like, I was like, so she was watching me, like, watch it. And I was like, I haven't watched these last two sh- things. And, like, one of them was the Son of Wachi thing. And it, like, ended, you know, it's like, two contacts. And then, like, he, like, winds up upside down. And it's like, well, that was, that was, uh. Really uh, anticlimactic. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. yeah but fucking, so uh, last uh, week, uh, Bronco versus Bombshell. Yes, I always always love watching Bronco throw th- you know robots out of the arena. That's always well, the cool. The thing is, like, you, you don't realize how fucking big it is. Yeah. When you're watching it, and you see him wheel it in, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Like there was a really good video of Bronco flipping uh, a dishwasher. Yeah. So they post, and you're like, "Oh, that that thing could kill you." Like, yeah. There's a reason they put all the safeties on them before they put them into the ring. You can't drive it into yeah. the ring. You have to wheel it in because these are death bots. Yeah. And they like, you know, they usually have like some kind of like thing they have to unscrew to make the weapons, you know, be able to operate. The weapons free. Yeah, yeah. They have to like put like these big like harnesses on them in order to keep them from doing that. Yeah. I mean, Bronco's a beast. Like it's a flip bot and it looks flimsy, but it's not. It's a goddamn monster. It could flip a Taurus, like if it like went up against a, let's say a, a smart car, it would flip it right over. <laughs> that would be pretty impressive. Monster. Um, well, so the one that really got me last week was, oh, God damn it, which was the one? Um, Whiplash is was Whiplash the one that was that could go either way? Whiplash and Mega Rampage. Mecha Rampage is the one that's like really broad. Uh, it yes. has a spinner thing, and it's got like, yes. and it was made bottom. to like go either way, like you could it yeah. could operate it, upside down, and the dude could, just flipped it against the wall. Yeah, and he like was up on its side, or you know, like so it, it, its wheels were touching. God I was like, damn, oh, that, it was like yeah, like it was brilliant driving. He didn't destroy the bot, you know, which somehow makes it even more painful for the other driver. Like he just tipped him against the wall ever so gently and backed up and then didn't touch him. Now, yeah. some some people would go, no, you have to go hit him again just to give him a chance. But I got to argue, if I'm driving the other bot, I'm like, you know, you got me. Please don't destroy my robot. All's fair in love and war, man. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, that to me, that was fair. Uh, yeah, most- that's probably fair. I mean... You may say it's not sportsmanlike, but it's definitely like fucking fair, and it's it, it's a legitimate. It's I, I sound like those people that camp in first-person shooters. It's a yeah. legitimate strategy. You can but, do it. It's bullshit. But I mean, but, it's, it's but for the that, like, here. it's like nobody. There's no like Omni Demon or you know programmer that's like had pre you know pre-designed like what's going to happen or possibilities of what's going to happen. This is like you fucking made it happen. Yeah, and like if you get legitimately beaten in BattleBots, this machine that you spend all this time working on it gets destroyed it gets wrecked i've seen guys with tears in their eyes after a fight yeah because their bot has been just irreparably destroyed and so yeah i mean that's if you're gonna go so most pointless fight of the week chomp versus overhaul both of them were like worthless bots i think chomp is the dumbest fucking robot out there 
I don't think that it is a brilliant um, design or anything. I thought Chomp was better at that fight. I don't think it deserved a unanimous decision on it. But yeah. Chomp is, I mean, it's it's so unsteady. It's so unstable. It's so easy to knock over that they ha- she has like a, a mechanism to right itself. I'm like, okay, you expect to get knocked over. Maybe you know, you it's it's yeah. smart. There's a lot of like she puts a lot of AI in the writing mechanism and also in the uh, uh, the hammer. Like there's AI yeah. for both of them. Or if it's got a target in range, it'll fire off the hammer. Right. But when the hammer hits right, the bot flips over. Yeah. Like the there's, fuck. She. I mean, it's an. It's there's a lot of inspiration and a lot of intelligence that went into the design, but. If you look at like the most successful robot in this turn, you know that you know historically in this last three years since it got rebooted, I mean it's the simplest design. Tombstone is two wheels and a spinning thing, and it's like you can't get much simpler than that unless you just have a wedge. But you like it's like um, Scotty said in um, Star Trek Three: the more complicated you make the plumbing, the easier it is to gum up the works. You know. Mm. Yeah. If you if you have like a, just a simple thing, it's like it's there's less for it to break, there's less to go wrong. Like she's got a, she's got a whole bunch of things have to go right for her to effectively uh, incapacitate a robot, which I've never seen her incapacitate one. Like maybe maybe there was one time where she, they hit something and got lucky and it stopped. Like but, I, you know, I put, I put the hammers, Yeah, I put the hammer bots up with the ones that shoot fire. Like there's one the one with. Um, God damn, is it Bite Force that has the the claw and the flamethrower? Mm-hmm. Where I've seen it, like, there's one that's got a claw and a flamethrower that I've seen it actually well, grab bots, lift up, and then hit them with the fire. Oh, uh, I mean, Complete Control did that, but um, it's not in this year. This year. Uh, what is the other one that does that? I mean, Sawblaze has, like, fire in a saw, and it's, like, you know, it's basically got, it's designed to, like, hold robots. Usually it holds them against the side of the battle box, though. Um, what is it? Oh, that was overhaul. Mohawk is kind of like that. Mohawk's fucking stupid. It is fucking stupid, which I'm not surprised he's you know been losing. Like it, it looks neat, but that's not. You, you don't you don't have to look cool. It does no good for you. Like uh, what's that one? That's the ladybug with the saw underneath. Oh, not it's not sunshine lollipop. It's a. Uh... Whoa, 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 whoa. Her, her, and her dad were in the episode, or were in the issue of Make last, the last issue of Make that came out. Uh, she did a build on a battle bot that was completely, completely controlled by the person, by the driver. Her dad built one that was AI controlled. Oh, and so they were comparing uh, styles. Oh, Tintobushi. Yeah, I mean, again, she's a brilliant engineer. She's yeah. been doing this her whole life. She's a brilliant engineer, but that robot's stupid. Um, I mean, it's like, or yeah, Mega Tinto also. Like um, she, she currently she's a hardware engineer. She designs fucking serious shit. Uh, so I'm I'm not knocking her brain. She's smart. Everybody that competes in BattleBots is intelligent. You know, they it, you, you can't just hop in and do this shit out of nowhere. But some of their designs are fucking stupid. It's true, and you know, there's some designs that I've like never seen do well, and like maybe, yeah, uh, I haven't. Maybe I haven't seen every single 
I mean, I've seen everything that's been aired, but I don't know, like, you know, if there have been, like, tournaments where they don't, like, go on Comedy Central or ABC or Discovery or whatever. Yeah, but, I've been there for years. And there are some yeah. there are some designs that are perfect. Like, yeah. there's a reason the Mythbuster guys can't compete anymore. Like, they created perfect bots. Like, yeah. um... Yeah, I remember, I saw, like, an early YouTube... Blender. Um, Blender was, like, a... The one that uh, Adam and Jamie built was basically a dome that spun, and it had hammers on it, and it was right. It was completely flush with the ground. You couldn't get under it. You couldn't touch it. It beat everybody. You could not. You could not beat this robot, and so they just, they wouldn't let him compete anymore. Yeah. Same thing with Grant and Mahara. Like Grant's robot, you couldn't. You couldn't touch it. And I'm afraid that's going to happen with Tombstone. Which is bullshit because I fucking hate Tombstone. I love the robot; it's fantastic. If the driver wasn't just such a fucking dickhead, I I would love it. I yeah. root for him. It's like Minotaur. I love Minotaur. The driver is a little bit kind of screamy. He is fucking intense. But the designer is a really smart guy. He's really nice. He's you know, he's fair. Like that's the thing. Like I don't like. It, it's why I, the reason I watch MMA is because you have two guys that are talking mad shit, and one of them is about to be proven wrong. Yeah. With BattleBots, like when I see somebody, like they hit the other bot and it dies, and they back off during the countdown, that's great. Like yeah. there's a lot more sportsmanship in it, and the respect for what the other person has built. And you, like, I beat you, it's over. I'm not going to just like wail on you for no reason. So when you have guys that are just like, I'm going to fuck you up and fuck your shit. Yeah, I'm the best. Uh, come on. This is a nerd pursuit. Chill the fuck out. God damn it. Damn it. Yeah. Shit. Fucking tombstone bullshit. Fucking hate Tombstone. <laughs> Drink that Chardonnay. I am. Yeah, I know. You're the corporate. Uh, yes. I fucking love Bronco, though. I fucking love Bongo. It's a great bot. It is a great bot. And like, there's nothing more entertaining. I mean, p- yes, I we everyone loves to see robots mangled, but I fucking love to see 250 pound robots flying through the air. Or like when they get <laughs> flipped into a corner, and you're just like, that's it. You out. Brilliant design, but you're yeah. stuck in a corner. Yeah. Behind the hammer. Yeah, yeah, and you have to be. Oh, I I didn't expect to be inverted. Okay, you're fighting a flip bot. <laughs> They're out there. It's the major mechanic of, I would say, at least 30% of the bots. I got a flipper. A lot of them have been adding flippers on one side of them, which I think is fantastic. You get a flipper on one side. Saws are one of the things that, like, I've never seen a saw end a fight. But I like seeing, like, when a, a saw bot will get somebody pinned up against a wall and just cut into them. Yeah. Sparks, and but it doesn't kill it. No. Like Sawblaze was, you know, doing that and you know, cutting into people, and then it would, uh, and then it was, I guess it was Mohawk, was it? They would got it was it was got knocked up on its side, and it was got getting sawed. Yeah, it was in cutting into bottom. it. But like, you know, we don't know like how bad that was because the fucking bot was on its side and it couldn't drive anyway, so yeah. it wouldn't matter if you disabled it. It doesn't have a means to right itself at that point. That's what I like about the flippers, though, is like they're like built-in way to like if they get knocked upside down, they just activate their flipping mechanism and it like flips them back over. Sometimes, 
it was so entertaining. There was another uh, bot whenever they had the um, the smaller weight classes. There was one called T minus that was a flip bot and it was you know it was light. I guess it was a lightweight because it was a lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight, and then super heavyweight. And T minus was a flip bot, and it was supposed to if it got knocked over upside down, it was supposed to be able to flip itself one and a half times over with when it activated its flipping mechanism, and it would do it like. It would take like three or four times because some it was sometimes it would flip over once and sometimes it would flip over twice. So in order to do it one and a half to get back on like right side up, it would have to do it like you know two or three times. It was always entertaining. Yeah, I, I it's it's a smart design as far as like your weapon also helps you self right, but I mean it doesn't it doesn't always work. Like no. a flip bot versus tombstone, if you can get behind him. Great, but good, good fucking luck. Yeah, that happening. For Sunawachi, you can't get. There's nowhere to get behind. Yeah, your best. I mean, your best bet with Tombstone and Sunawachi is to like be able to withstand them hitting you and let their own kinetic energy damage them. Yeah, the like fuck- you would need you would need a bot. Like you, you take your robot, whatever it is, you know, whether it's a, it's a wedge or a spin or whatever. Like Minotaur, really, in my opinion, has the best chance against Tombstone. If you can get that wheel in front of it, maybe. But what you really need is a bot that's just a big block of steel. You know, and you got like a giant yeah. wad of steel in the front of your bot. Let it just absorb all that energy so that Tombstone flips itself into a wall or something. Because you're not taking it down. You're not going to break that. Right. And that's what happened when uh, last year or two years ago when Tombstone fought Witch Doctor. Like, Witch Doctor had that shield, like, you know, like extra shielding on the front. Like, they, they decided not to use their second little tiny robot because they wanted all the weight, you know, for their front, like, bulldozer shield. And yeah. it was fucking working. It just, like, happened to be that one time when they knocked into each other, the time that actually knocked out Tombstone's weapon, Witch Doctor got turned around and, like, landed on its front because it was, like, so imbalanced now. And it landed in a way that it didn't, like, its wheels weren't touching the ground anymore. Yeah, I mean, if it was like, if it had gotten knocked upside down, it would have been fine. If it had been knocked, you know, knocked right side up, it would have been fine. But it knocked it like in a certain way that it just wasn't able to function after that. God damn! I know, so close. Okay, so one more thing I want to talk about. Last night on Netflix, Carol and I watched Jedi Junior High. What is this? I don't even know what this is. Is this it's a documentary? A doc- it's a documentary. It was filmed a few years back, um, and it's about a youth art center that did a musical version of Empire Strikes Back for kids. No. Yes. Uh, it's a lot of fun because some of these kids have no idea what Star Wars is. Like, there's a lot of kids. So you've got these musical theater kids that are auditioning because they audition for everything. And the reason they did... Star Wars as a musical is because they wanted to bring in a lot of new kids that had never done musical theater. I'm sure they, they got that. Yes, they did. And that's kind of the fun of it. It's 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 a it's a funny it's fun to watch. Like you know, there's not like oh, oh these kids like there's not it's not like full of heart where you're just like oh you you're crying at the end of it. It's funny all the way through. And they definitely it's definitely a mix of musical theater kids and Star Wars kids like that. <laughs> that came out for it and a lot of the star wars kids get cast and they they're they're you and i at age 11 you know (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, sorry. I just found it adding it to my list now. Yes. So you have these you have these kids. Oh, the Last Jedi is on Netflix as well. Yeah. So like right. you have these you have these kids that are like theater kids and they're like, you know, I think it's really unprofessional when people don't, you know, pay attention during rehearsal or they're not doing the dance numbers, like they're not participating. They're just kind of like talking the whole time. And then you've got these other kids that are all Star Wars nerds hanging out with a bunch of other Star Wars nerds and just nonstop talking about Star Wars and how awesome it is and having lightsaber fights and shit like that. So it's a real meeting of cultures. <laughs> but it's fun. And there's a real there's a real satisfying payoff at the end of it during the credits. Um, all right. you, you get to meet all these kids like down the road because it was filmed like five years ago. Oh, cool. Yeah, and so you meet some of these kids now, and you see how like participating in theater affected their life and kind of changed them as they were growing up. So it's 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 neat to see, but it, it's a fun watch. Uh, Jedi Junior High. It's on Netflix. Uh, if you're a Star Wars nerd at all, and if you're listening to this right now, you're in. Uh, definitely check it out. It's it's a fun watch. I'll have to check it out. After oh, yeah. I watch some Luke Cage, or maybe before, I don't know. Yeah, I'm about to hop into Preacher season two. Watch the last episode of season one last night because season two is up on Hulu. Yeah, and I'm like Carol. We're watching this now. I apologize, but she's. See, here's the thing: she has no excuse to be bothered by what I watch because she, when we're watching TV late at night, she'll read Spuffy. Spuffy is. Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan fiction on a website. <laughs> so this show was this show ended like what twenty years ago, and she's still reading fan fiction about it because it's always being added to. Like, what are you reading? It's Buffy. Shut up. Leave me alone. She also <laughs> Kindle also started introducing uh, manga, and so she's gotten into all these like manga series. Kindle. But like serious relationship drama type manga, like there's one that's about a guy in a wheelchair that meets up. He's in college and he meets up with a girl that he knew in high school that had a crush on him. He was really popular, but she didn't know he had a crush on her. And they meet up later, and he got into a car wreck and now he's in a wheelchair. And so they start dating and they're dealing with that. Blah blah blah. She's telling me this as we were wandering through the farmers market Saturday. Which, by the way, you were dead on about the uh, sauce. The chest stuff is fantastic. Oh shit! Yeah, it is. Yeah, like I, I we went and picked up bacon and ground beef and pork chops, and uh, I said, "Hey, give me some of your sausage." And they don't give you a single link. They give you three pounds, a big old yep, bag. Yep. And I'm glad they did because Jesus. Yes. But I told the guys, like, yeah, you know, we love your bacon, we love your ground beef, we love your steaks. Uh, James Brown insisted that I pick up some of your sausage and he started laughing. He's like, yeah, James is great. <laughs> yeah. He was one of, he was the, uh, Oh yeah. I told you when he's, the hot, dog um, guy. Was, he's yeah, the hot dog guy, he had the hot dog expert opinion, dude. We also picked up some of their salami and that is the shit. Oh, I have like, to check that out. Yes. It was like $3 for a pound, which is a, an amazing deal. It's very good. Like their salami is one of my new favorite things. It's fantastic. Their sausage is great. Try their salami. That's Couturier's, by the way. If you're listening to this and you're in Baton Rouge, 
Go by the farmer's market on Saturday. Pick up some Katrina's fucking sausage and their salami. But not know, too yeah, much because I want some. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think they're, they usually or they have been going to the Thursday market, um, uh, which is at uh, Pennington. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, they're definitely always at the Saturday market. Yeah. And they don't fuck around with meat. The price is very fair and they're, it's very high quality. It, it beats anything you're going to get at Whole Foods or Calvin's. Or Calvin's meat market's really good. Not going to shit on them. They got 200 years of experience in their butcher shop. Like they're all amazing. Their head butcher graduated from Cordon Bleu. Like he knows fucking cuts of meat, and he'll happily talk you through shit. Oh yeah. But Couturiers, they're way up on my list right now. And check out um, J W Wally. The guy that uh, used to run Wally's Pop Comics, he's there now. He's oh, selling yeah. duck eggs, which I really duck. appreciate because I fucking yeah. love duck eggs. Yeah, they're slightly different than chicken eggs, but they're good. Yeah, they're bigger. They're a little richer and uh, delicious. And again, yeah. don't buy them all. If you get there and there's only one <laughs> pack left, leave it for me because I'm coming. God damn but yeah, write Nick's name on it, actually. Just say, we'll leave this for Nick. Yeah, you check and see. You say, did Nick come by and get his eggs? And if he oh. says yes, then you can have them. But otherwise, yeah, I'm getting bacon from Couture's and duck eggs from Wally. And fuck off. Yeah. I've also, also been making pate with chicken loaders every week. So, yeah. I love the farmer's market, James. It's great. Mm. Oh, yes. Yes, my precious. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, I think that's enough for this week, huh? Uh yeah, we talked about everything. Um oh we didn't talk about the Incredibles. It was good. You saw it? Yeah. Is you happy? I am happy. It's a lot of story. It's you know, you expect I mean there's there's plenty of action, but it's just like you understand like in the uh the original Incredibles was actually one of the first, if not the first, uh animated movie nominated for best screenplay. And like the what? same guys were writing this, so is it is two better than one? No. Okay, because <laughs> really The Incredibles is like the best superhero movie I've ever seen. The best superhero movie you've ever seen, dude. They got every beat. It was fantastic. No, I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not saying. I mean, that's. That, I'm just saying that's a pretty definitive statement. Yeah. Like, you know, here, here's here's the qualifier for it. Okay. Every other superhero movie that I've seen, all the other, all the Marvel and DC flicks. You know, they're like Spider-Man Two is great. Um, Batman Returns is one of my favorites. Like Dan DeVito's Penguins is gorgeous. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll we'll just keep going, keep going. No, you don't like Batman Returns? I mean, okay. I mean, no, I don't like Batman Returns. I like. I mean, I think the, the original a, Batman was like like an order of magnitude better than that one. Okay, the original. Batman, like with 1989 Batman, not 1989 Batman. Tim Burton directed. Um, yeah. Michael Keaton as Batman, which, by the way, he's fantastic. Michael yes. Keaton is a great Batman. Yes. Um, it's the Joker as a gangster, played by Jack Nicholson. It's very good, but I felt that Tim Burton perfected the feel of a comic book in the second one because you had a really. I like Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. I like Danny DeVito's Penguin. Like I, I, 
I felt like bringing them to the screen. That was a great way to do it. Yeah, you like you like the scene where the the cats bring Mike, Michelle Pfeiffer back to life. That was cool. Yeah, it was that was very stupid. Yeah, that was very stupid. Um, I love Paul Rubens in there as a penguin's dad, but like, look, yeah. the, it has its flaws, but it's still my favorite Batman movie. Like I'm, I'm going to record that. That's my favorite Batman movie. Batman Returns. Um, Spider-Man Two, great, great Doctor Octopus. They did wonderful things with it. It's the Spider-Man versus Doctor Octopus fights, fucking great. You are not going to get any argument at all from me about Spider-Man Two. Spider-Man Two is without. Ranks all my uh, superhero movies because I don't know. I don't feel there's a point to it, but. Yes, I enjoy the fucking hell out of Spider-Man Two. And again, yeah, and again, my ranking system is fucked up. I really liked Wolverine. Um, I'm sorry, what? I liked Wolverine. I thought you it mean, was a good. I thought it was a good movie. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. Okay. Now, let me. I mean, I liked. I liked it. Let me add a little something to it. The first, the first Wolverine comic I ever read was uh, Bloodlust. Which is a graphic novel, which has Logan in Canada, uh, and he's fighting uh, like a Sasquatch type thing with the help of a tribe of Wendigo. Uh, so it's a little weird uh, and a little Canadian and a little in depth and kind of mystic ish. But I, I enjoy it. Again, like, leave me alone. My taste in fucking superhero films is fucked up. But <laughs> okay, the, the we were talking about Incredibles. <laughs> but the Incredibles is like a standalone superhero story that takes you in. It puts all the rules out there. It makes you love all the characters. It puts value to it. It ends on a a great serial note. Like the Underminer comes up, and you're like, "Yeah, here we go. We've we've re you know, there's a beginning and an end. All the characters have grown." There's great action. There's a sympathetic villain. Like it does a lot of really complicated things in the time that it has, and it's doing it with original characters. Because of that, it doesn't suffer from the flaws that like the first Spider-Man has. Okay, you got a, you got Willem Dafoe who should have been a great Green Goblin. If they just painted his face green, it would have been enough. They gave him that stupid Power Rangers helmet, like. And and that's that's the problem with comic book properties being turned into movies is because if everyone has a different history with the characters, the Joker, for instance, the Joker I grew up with was Jack Nicholson and Mark Hamill and Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Mark Hamill as the Joker is the perfect Joker in my mind. Concur. Jared Leto as the Joker in Suicide Squad is the one of the current Jokers in the comics that didn't come out of nowhere. And there are people that watched that, that have read that, and been like, yeah, they got it dead on because that's their Joker. There are people that like um, Batman Beyond better than Batman the Animated Series because, again, that's one of the one they grew up with. And that Joker, which is like he's all pale, his eyes are black, there's, not, there's no red or green to him. They took it a different direction, but that's their definitive Joker. Okay. Right. The Incredibles brings you into the whole story. Everyone's there on the same page. There's no 
you're like, ah, but they didn't do this. Like it takes all the ability of nerds to shit on it because it changed things out. Right. Like Wonder Woman, great movie. But there are people that, you know, if you started reading Wonder Woman in 2007 versus 1980, or if your only experience with Wonder Woman was uh, the TV show, which again, not bad. It still comes on Saturdays and I still watch it because they'll do the Wonder Woman, Hulk, and uh, old Star Trek like they do, and Batman. They do it all back to back and it's still imminently watchable. But like, that that's why Incredibles, in my mind, is the best because here's a standalone story. They can, here's all the stuff that you expect from a comic book movie. None of the controversy, and they do it perfectly. There's heart. There's action. There's a little bit of fun and excitement. Like they just get it. I Plus, yeah I, yeah you're you're 100 right in every respect. I just you know like it's it's not often that you hear somebody say this is the best period you know um on that broad a scale like i can say like oh spider-man 2 is my favorite spider-man movie or it's like you know the best spider-man movie or this is my the best batman movie but to say this is the best like superhero movie period it's a bold statement i'd have to think about that before i i dove into that do you have a counter argument like you could like, you could argue superman no, incredible no, no, again, but like if you're going to put the best of the best, like Superman 2 is really, really good. Do I have a counter argument that we can do in the last like three minutes or whatever the fuck left we have? No, yeah. we should have, we should, we should like put this as our topic for um, next week. Okay. With I'll tell you what. Stuff. Yeah. We can put it on the, on the Facebook and let the people like chime in and vote. Yeah. I tell you what, you come at me with the top three. I'll come at you with the top three. And let's, you know what? I'll, I'm going to go ahead and extend. The Marvel Extended Universe into it, if you want to use that. I'm not saying the, you have to. The Extended Universe? You mean like what? Like Netflix and shit. Oh, yeah. Well, those aren't movies. No, but like the Daredevil series is way better than the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. Well, yeah. That's wow. That's a really bold statement there. Anyway, um. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is, if <laughs> no, you no, want no, no, to argue that that Daredevil is like. Okay, so the Daredevil Netflix season one is the best. Are you okay? So like, I mean, we're talking about different. We're talking about a character versus a character, as opposed to like a movie versus a TV show. You like the, that treatment of the character? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it. Okay, that's cool. All right, because again, Thomas Jane's Punisher was really good, and it's very different from the Punisher series on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's that's two arguments there. I mean, yeah, it's a good movie. Is it which a good, is which is very different from a Punisher movie? Yeah, is a question from Dolph Lundgren's Punisher from the early '80s, or even Ray Stevenson's Punisher Warzone. Stevenson is that his name? Ray Stevenson. Yeah, and again, there's serious arguments <laughs> to be made that Punisher Warzone is very good. It, it's okay. It's it succeeds in a different way. It's going after something different, and I think it reaches it. Yeah, a lot better than yeah, and I a mean, lot of people shit on that movie that never read the comics. If you read the comics and you understand that the director was going for the comics, she wanted the comics level action. Yeah, that's what she presented on screen. She did a very good job, and people shit on her for no. She's like she got pulled out of nowhere to do that. Like we want you to direct this movie, and she read all the comics and was like, okay, and then put that on screen. And so, a lot of that stuff was right out of the comics. Yeah. Um, there's a great episode of How Did This Get Made 
where Patton Oswald and the director of Punisher Warzone are being interviewed by the hosts of How Did This Get Made? And they break it down and explain exactly why what you see, you know, it's it's bananas, but it's a lot of it's right out of the fucking comics. Okay, so next week, James and I will take our top three comic book movies. Super, you know, superhero genre films present our top three and argue what is the best comic book movie. Period. Yeah. Now, Which, you've got okay. You've got Sorry. a dork, yeah. dork podcast at gmail.com. D O R Q U E podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. Please, please give us some input. I want to know your argument. I will factor it in over the next week. Please tell me what you think. You can you can put it up on the Facebook page. Just say, hey, I listened to the podcast. This is what I think. Give us your input. I will factor it in. I will rewatch shit. We've got a week. Let me know what you think. And I want like serious arguments. Like, don't lightly say, okay, look, I know not everyone's a fan, but I think the Swamp Thing USA series from the early 90s was the greatest fucking application of a comic book to the screen. Whatever. Make your argument. We want to hear it. Doorpodcast at gmail.com. My brain is already going in like 15 different directions. Well, you got a week. I got a week, and I, I, I and I will fucking do some goddamn homework on this one. Yeah, again, I trust your instincts, James. I like I respect your opinion. Seriously, give me what you got. And with that, I'm Nick Moore. I'm James Brown. I'm Nick Moore. You have been dorked. <laughs> Speaking of which, dork podcast or QUE podcast at gmail.com. Give me your input. Let me know. Let me know what you think. James and I both see that email account and uh, we'll take your suggestions to heart and bring them up next episode. But yeah, it's going to be more than just, well, look, I understand Brian Singer made some mistakes. <laughs> save it, save it, save it, save it. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. I've already got like a list of several like things and subgenres and yeah. Anyway, all right, cool. (laughs) Next week. Next week. Later, folks. You've been dorked. You've been dorked. You've been dorked. (laughs) Buckle up.